Welcome to episode 141 of Eddie and Caleb Zerocast. Of course, as always, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb and then enough B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer Eddie Cornelison at EDDYC85. Follow the show at EC underscore hero and check out our Instagram, EC Herocast. Our Gmail is ECHerocast at gmail.com. The recording date is Thursday, January 12th, and Eddie, how are you doing today, man? Doing good, doing good. It's good to be back to our regularly scheduled program. Mm -hmm. Feels right. Yeah, it does. We are into the year 2017. Now, funny enough, friend of the show, Josh Davis, was on last week, and look who hath returned for the second week in a row. Just when I tried to quit, they pulled me back in. Mm, yeah i'm thinking he's back man you know what it's funny because like we've got lego batman next week and then logan the week after which you're going to be on for which we're like man like we're good lego it's good that lego batman is here because we kind of needed to split the appearances up oh (laughs) hey oh which brings us to our movie split yes Directed by uh, a relatively small name in the director's sphere. Um, maybe you've heard of him. M. Night Shyamalan? Yep. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, famous for his uh, hit movie, The Last Airbender. Yeah, it's... Uh, I got a lot of history with this movie, including when I just watched it the other night. So let's mm. just dive in. I, I know for a fact that I I am the person who watched it the most recently. There There's no way that can't be true. I, j- I watched it between 3 and 5 p.m. Central Time. So, finished about an hour and a half ago. And that's your so first time seeing it? No, second or third. Okay. Yeah, I rewatched it last night, and it was either my third or fourth time. Definitely so, no, no more than that. So I've seen it twice, and my history of this movie, first time I saw it in theater, I I went alone, and my seat was up against a wall, and there were two guys who just talked throughout the entire movie. They didn't talk loud, but they did talk throughout the entire movie, and I would give them the throat clear, the not, the glance over, and they just, it just went over their head, and... I thought about saying something, but, you know, psychologically, you're up against a wall, literally. And, like, there's two of them, one of me. So I didn't. 
There is another movie we will be reviewing where I was very close to saying something to someone, and I'll tell you why when we get there, but we're still a few years away from that one. But, uh, yeah, that was... Seeing the movie, it was super annoying. They kind of ruined it for me. Uh, I'll save that one for the end. The, uh, The other story was when I was watching it the other night, I... Looked, I noticed out my window there was, like, flashing lights. So I get up. I look outside. First thing I see is an ambulance in the street. The second thing I see is, like, a car just, like, pulled into my front yard. So my first reaction was, you know, oh, man, there was, like, a wreck right outside my house, and this guy must have swerved. So I go to grab shoes, and then as I come back, the guy's, like, pulling out and then just drives off. Um, And he left nice tire tracks in my yard. And what I realized, the neighbors called the ambulance, which they're fine, by the way. But the guy was pulling into the yard to turn around because the ambulance was blocking the street. But, like, my driveway was right there. Like, why did you use my yard as a parking space to turn around? And he, he pulled his whole car all the way into the yard. Like, he just swinging into a parking spot. And I, was, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what? You just drove into my yard? Like, oh, yeah, he won't mind. So <laughs> that was, uh, if I'd have known he wasn't like, because my first reaction was he was in a wreck. So I didn't want to be like, you know, F this guy. But then I was like, oh, he's just a jerk. So I was on a third, <laughs> I was on a third date, okay? And this is around the time when I'm thinking like, okay. Third date, you got to kind of figure out if it goes well, you pursue it or not. It's about that time. It's about crunch time. Is it, Do I pursue or not? There's a few red flags on this date. One in particular. We're talking about movies. She said uh, that she really hates horror movies. I'm like, okay, you know, a lot of girls don't like horror movies, so that wasn't anything new. And she's like, one time I watched this horror movie, and... It was, I can't remember what it was called, but it scared me so bad I stayed up for three days straight and I couldn't sleep. And my friends made me go to the hospital because they had to put me to sleep uh, medically, because, which is true. You can't, uh, you can't stay awake that long or else it causes brain damage. I was like, well, what is this movie? I have to know. And she starts describing it. And I was like, Split? She's like, yeah, that was it. I was like, oh, geez. We're going to have a problem if Split scared you to the point where you stayed awake three days straight. And the ironic part is she lived in an apartment complex called Crystal Lake, which she was aware of the irony. But I was like, geez, I don't know about that. That's uh, a weird move. That's all my history with the movie Split. Nice. Okay, I also saw this in theater, and now that I think about it, yeah, I did see it once on the Blu-ray that I own, because as it turns out, the Hulu Premium, what it was, uh, you had to have the live TV add-on. Yep. Ed? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you said, like, no, it takes it takes premium, and I was like, well, he's like, I was like, like TV? And he's like, yeah. And, and uh, no, nah, screw that, so... You said you bought this on Prime? Nope, it was free on Prime because I had credits. Oh, okay. Either way, guys, I, sorry for the false advertising. Uh, I also saw it in yeah, theater, I, by the way. 
Watch it on me. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that is great. January of 2017. This came out on the 20th. Probably like a week before I went to San Antonio for the Royal Rumble. Funny enough, and for the NXT Takeover event as well, main evented by Bobby Roode versus Nakamura. Not a bad time for WWE wrestling. That's kind of when NXT was winding down. Uh, yeah, to an extent, but I mean, like Bobby Roode, he may not have been a work rate guy, but he was over. At least his song was anyway. I had just gotten a promotion at work that I turned out really wasn't a promotion when I found out what a former co-worker in the same department I left was making, but that's Goliath Bank for mm. you. Yeah, for sure. What about uh, you, Josh? You got anything? I think I was still working at the call center for a little bit. I want to say around summertime, maybe I was done with it that year, okay. <sighs> which... Uh, it was kind of bittersweet when it happened because they shut down that department. So it was just like abruptly it, en- it ended very quickly. And you're uh, real quick champions in wrestling. Actually the same as last week. Funny enough, uh, WWE Owens styles, Nakamura ring of honor. Still last Adam week. Cole. Last week was member of the Titans. Oh, sorry. The same as two weeks ago or three weeks ago when we did Dr. Strange. Um, Kevin Owens, Universal Champion, AJ Styles, WWE Champion, Nakamura, NXT Champion, Adam Cole, uh, Ring of Honor, World Champion, and Eddie Edwards, TNA, World Champion. Number one song, my digital download at the time, 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. Sorry, guys, I'm a little congested. You might be able to hear it, but, you know, I'm still gonna, gonna play through the pain, you know, because I, uh, Put on for you guys, 52 weeks a year. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that, Ed. Ed. Ed with a no sell. He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about the cast, or, or pardon me, the facts and the figures? Yes. Budget of $9 million, Box office, $278.5 million. And Got where was that? Blair Witch. There. Yeah, two sixty nine point five million. The inflation nice. is three twenty seven point three million. Puts it thirty four on the list, behind X two and above Wanted, which ah, James, James McAvoy was also in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, he should have played a character in this. Uh, one of his personalities should have been a bending bullets person. Might have been cool, like a hitman. Could have all been yeah. in his head. Yeah. Uh, critics and fans almost, but critics were seventy eight percent, fans seventy nine. Oh, oh, damn it! Mm-hmm. Half a score got me. Close, <sighs> close. Uh, yeah, that's all the facts. Uh, cast is really only like, I mean, two. <laughs> yeah, there's really only two people we're talking about. Yeah, I two mean, and a half, shout two and out. And a half. To, uh, yeah, shout out to the uh, therapist. She was really yeah. good. Yeah, she was good. I like that uh, she never, like, she always knew, uh, I guess we'll just call him Kevin as the default. She always knew that Kevin was uh, up to something. Karen Fletcher, the therapist, played by Betty Buckley. But yeah, she always knew that was uh, 
he was up to something, never bought into his, you know, BS or whatever, or his lies, and she was yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We can shout out uh, the Benoit family. They didn't make it out of this movie. That's a... <laughs> Although we don't, we don't looked... know if the dad's dead. It, it, he might be, but he might not be. I don't think he the dad. Uh, died. I mean, someone. I assume he's the one that reported them missing. Well, I would assume. I mean, there were three kidnappings, so there's multiple opportunities to be reported missing. I think the dad probably just yes. got hit with the chloroform too, but he, he could have been killed. Mm-hmm. I, we don't know. The dog. How did he put him in the, tr- the trunk? Did he not? I thought he just like. Fell down behind did the he car. Leave? Did he leave him behind the car? Is that what happened? Maybe. I mean, you. The, oh my God! This is open to interpretation. Well, let because us... logically, logically, it makes sense that like someone had to report them missing, mm-hmm. and he can't have just necessarily killed that guy in broad daylight because otherwise he'd have a lot more heat on him. True, but I, I don't know. Well, probably right. He's probably the only guy left behind and reported it. Shout out Bruce Willis. That's a big name. Yeah. Spoilers. Shout out David Dunn. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Now, when, well, you saw I mean, in, the... when you saw that in theater, did you mark out for it? I'll I'll tell you my reaction when we get there. But okay, okay. Oh yeah, that's another thing. I actually watched this in theater with my brother. So yeah. It was not a that one. Well. I always love this. When we get, speaking of Wanted, you know, we had uh, Wanted gave us uh, James McAvoy before he kind of made it big, and Chris Pratt. Uh, we also had, like, uh, Chris Evans in, uh, what was it, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, Michael <clears throat> B. Jordan in Chronicle. So all these young actors, before they really take off. Well, now we have Anna Taylor-Joy. As Casey Cook. How about that? She's a big name. She was a star now. Yeah. Huge star. And all she wanted Kevin to cook her was a cheeseburger. Mm hmm. <laughs> and to play but, uh, no, chess. Yes. Yes. She, but no, she played the role of like traumatized victim very well. Like, it was one of, like, for example, we'll get to it in the plot, but like, when Kevin kidnaps them. Like, I wasn't screaming, like, just run, just run. I was like, no, like, I, she is very well conveying that she is in shock right now. Yeah, no, she she did all that well, and she adapted to the situation really well. Like, mm-hmm. the other girl's trying to just get out and attack this dude. And it's like, look, we don't know where we are. We don't know if, like, you escape one door, if there's going to be another locked door right behind it, which, by the way, there is. Um we don't know, no, like, this dude, how strong he is, what <laughs> weapons he has. Like, it's just not a good idea to piss him off. Yeah, she was pretty patient yeah. about it and like, playing the game. Yeah, with let's the, survey the, the situation. And she was the first to catch on that, like, he has multiple personalities. And let's mm. talk to each one differently. And so. the germaphobe thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, let's see. James McAvoy as Kevin Wendell Crumb, Dennis, Patricia, Hedwig, Barry, Orwell, Jade, the Beast. Well, I'm just going to grade his performance overall, but James McAvoy doesn't miss on here, man. He just doesn't. No, it's my favorite thing he's ever done. I would say 
as far as acting goes, um, our, our Mount Rushmore of our movies, as far as actors, I would say Heath Ledger's Joker is up there. Uh-huh. I would say even Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. I thought we, I, you rewatch that, you realize how really good he is. And I would put up uh, James McAvoy in this role. The, the 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 Mount Rushmore is not complete, so there's room for one more. But I would say that this was uh, the fact that each personality had its own. Uh, well, distinct personality, I guess, and characteristics, etc. And that was, in, that was <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That was intentional. I, but I got it. But also, each one also has just like a hint of creepiness. Like even the gay fashion designer germaphobe, who's like <laughs> the least harmless one, I guess Hedwig. But even then, he's like slightly just something about him that's creepy. It was yeah. a little off. Everything was played a little bit off. Yeah, all the personalities were a little off. And, uh, yeah, like, if if there was just a Dennis, if he just had one personality, and it's like, I'm Dennis, I'm a gay fashion designer, and I don't like germs, it's like, I don't think this guy would have a lot of friends because there's still just something about him that you're just like, this is creepy. He just has a creepy vibe to him. But, Yeah. I thought, uh, I mean, to play that many roles and to go in and out of characters, it was uh, pretty, pretty well done. Pretty interesting. Uh, honestly, it was a, it was a crime that he wasn't nominated for the Oscar that year. Honestly. Yeah, well, we don't do uh, superhero movies in Hollywood, apparently. I mean, pleasure. Barely. The, I was gonna say the only reason this makes our criteria is because of its connection to Unbreakable, but you know. Oh yeah, if it wasn't for the end, this wouldn't even be in this. I thought the whole time exactly. I'm watching, it, I'm yeah. like, oh, it's just a M Night Shyamalan sci-fi thriller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and nobody knew that going into that movie. No, at all. Speaking of Hollywood hating, did you see James Cameron, who loves James Cameron more than anyone else? He's releasing yes. Titanic back in theaters the same weekend as Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just can't stand another movie to like even approach his stupid record that I don't even consider his. It's, fu- it's funny because Morgan told me that the other day, but I totally in one ear out the other. And then I tweeted her about it when I saw it. And she's like, I told you this the other day. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But I was like, my kid loves Titanic. So I was like, we should just surprise her and take her to this in theater just because she would just you know, lose her shit watching it. Yes, for all four hours of it. Yeah. Is it supposed to be a longer edition of it or what? Oh, good. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. It, I know it's supposed it, I'm to sure be like, it is, just because, like I said, James Cameron loves his own films, so he's like, well, people want a longer movie. Like, they want to experience this longer. I don't know. We're, <laughs> I'm, I'm debating taking her to it. We might. Um, but uh yeah i'm not really a big, i'm not into avatar and all that and i don't like that he hoards yeah. those movies out the way he does yeah i was thinking oh well maybe he's releasing it because it's coming up on the 25 year anniversary no the 25 year anniversary was like three weeks ago yeah they're they're just skating by <laughs> by just, saying that he's so. just trying to hurt marvel because he doesn't like them for some reason even though avatar is basically a marvel movie <laughs> it just well i i don't consider Avatar passing Endgame. I think that was garbage. Like, Endgame is the true king. 
I don't either. You can't. It's got to be the, in the fir- within the first run. Yeah. Like you, I mean, you can drop it in theaters and then re-release it, but once that hits TV or streaming, your run is over. Like that's it. You can't like, go back and be like, oh, I reclaimed it. No. It's, that's like getting married and getting divorced and then getting married again, and you're counting that all as how long you were married. It's like, yeah, technically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are, but no. It's like you weren't married those three years you were divorced. Like <laughs> right. There's got to be an asterisk by it. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're gonna you're gonna explain that to somebody when you tell them that you've been together for forty years. You're gonna be like, well, there was three years that we weren't together. It's exactly what Avatar did. I would not be shocked if James Cameron was like, how can I incorporate an intermission in Avatar three so that I can make it a five hour movie? <laughs> like, like he's are- definitely thought that. Like, what if we just because the old there rumors it, it's going to be like nine hours or something. Is that just he, he wrote? What yeah, is he's that like, talk? oh, uncut. I wrote nine hours accidentally. I didn't even realize. It. Like you didn't realize you're writing like a 500 page movie. Like, um, he's writing that stuff like it's meant to be, you know, sold to women at the airport, like love stories. But like, I mean, back in the old days, the movie would just stop and then a message would come be like five minute intermission, <laughs> which they should bring back, by the way. But he's definitely thinking like, okay. What if, what if one of the characters just says something, and then for five straight minutes, all I do is just pan around the world of Pandora, and it's like an unofficial official intermission, and like I guarantee you, he's he's thinking that, and he's like, I'm gonna leak that and be like, if you gotta go to the bathroom during my five hour movie. This is the spot. Otherwise, you're just gonna miss the beautiful world of Pandora, but you're not gonna miss any plot. Like he's he's definitely thinking that. Definitely. I'd, I'd rather just watch Pocahontas for an hour and a half and watch yeah. all those Avatar movies. Buddy, I'll just look. I'm just gonna. I haven't seen Avatar or Avatar two. But let's let's skip the Avatar movies and, and remember the James Cameron I know and love, the director of T two. That's Dude, what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I'll mess with T two, uh, Aliens. Yeah. Uh, do even Titanic. I could sit through Titanic. I'm not. I'm not sitting through yeah. three hours of Avatar. I'm not doing it. I didn't. I thought the first one was good because of special effects. And back in '09, it's like those were brand new. For its new. time, yeah. For its time, yeah. But that's and, the novelty. That's that's not the story's not meriting them making three more sequels of it. I, don't, I wouldn't think. Well, apparently it is because it made <laughs> crazy. a lot of money. But I mean, I watched the second one. It's like this was fine. I put it as not my ten worst movie of the year. Not that it, I hated it, but it's just like it's too long. It pats itself on the back way too much. Dude, I uh, plus three hours is too long to be sitting in the theater. Honestly, like I'm willing to do it for like an end game because it's like a culmination of something. But I'm not just willing to do it for any movie. This was yeah. also three fifteen. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, credits are counting, but like, yeah, that's no. Anyway. That's enough different movie. James Cameron. Yeah, let's talk about the plot of Split. Yes, the plot of Split. So we open, we meet uh, Casey, who's a high school girl, at, like, uh, I guess a birthday party. But it's a bit awkward. She's not that popular. And it was one of those things where, like, well, I can't invite everyone except one person in class. So party's over. Casey's ride can't make it. So Claire birthday girl offers to take her and her other friend Marsha home or dad does um, Mr. Benoit 
And in the parking lot, uh, we meet this guy named Dennis, who incapacitates Mr. Benoit, choked him out, left him. What's great though is like we don't initial initial pardon me we don't initially meet Dennis until after he's choked out or passed out. Um, Mr. Benoit. Claire's dad. Mr. Mr. Benoit. Benoit. Thank you. Mr. Benoit. Uh, That's why he's credited, Mr. Benoit. Yeah. So he just hops in the car, and then everybody's like, "Uh, I think you're in the wrong car. And Mm -hmm. then uh, he puts on his mask, so Dr. Fauci would be proud. And then he just sprays sprays him all in the face with chloroform. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, except uh, Casey, and, she just kind of stares at him for a minute. And I was just, he's clearly in shock this whole time. Yeah, I think he thought, I can hit these two easily. She's going to run away, and that's fine. I at least got two or three. But then when she just sat there, he's like, well, I guess I'll just take my third. Well, and Hedwig mentioned something later on about um, Dennis specifically was watching these two girls. Casey was clearly not a part of this plan. Yeah, well, he was watching them because it's like they're the spoiled high school popular girls. We'll get into this. I mean, they weren't uh, mean. It's like uh, Claire wasn't popular. Yeah, they're popular. They, you know, they weren't really mean to Casey. They just thought she was weird because she was, but it's justified. She wasn't in a burn book or anything. Yeah, it's just it's it's justified, but we don't know that yet, and they don't know that. Yeah, so. they didn't write in a burn book uh, that she's the biggest whatever, skank I mean, in the girl. school or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the was was it Regina George is a fugly bitch or whatever? Yes, yes. Yeah. But no, they just said she's she's weird and she just gets in trouble all the time. She yells at teachers, which we find out why later. Mm-hmm. So the three wake up in a prison, and Dennis walks in. Dennis is super creepy. We learn that Dennis is a chomo, and yes. we, we learn that later on. Although we get a good indication right here, he uh, he walks in, sits, and says, "I choose you first. He points at Marsha, takes her out of the room. He tries to take her out of the room. She kind of fights away, runs towards uh, Casey, and Casey says, "Pee on yourself." Yeah, and she. He brings her right back, and he's like, Marsh throws her down. Yeah, Marsh is like, he wanted me to dance for him. And we cut to a flashback. Casey and her dad and her uncle are about to go hunting for the first time. Harmless enough. Sounds like fun. Yeah. I mean, I've never hunted, but uh, yeah, I guess if you're into that, you know, sure. So, cut to a psychologist, Dr. Fletcher. Also, we see on the news that the kidnappings have, well, made the news. But she gets an email from Barry. It's urgent. So, back at the cell, Marsha and Claire want to attack him. Casey's like, that's a bad idea. Cut to another flashback. We see Barry, um, oh, another hunting flashback. Nothing new. They're just going hunting. It's all, it's all good. Just the dad, the brother, and the daughter. So... We see Barry visiting the psychologist. It's uh, Dennis, but he's showing... Well, Barry, but it is Dennis. They're the same person. And Barry's showing off these drawings of clothes. He's a gay fashion designer. He's like, oh, you know, do you really think this could go on... Uh, like, do you really think they'll buy this? Like, he, he has no job in fashion. He just draws it. They're pretty good, but 
you know, no one's going to hire this guy because he's crazy. Yeah. And Dr. Fletcher doesn't really buy. He's like, why did you email me that this was urgent? He's like, oh, I was just feeling overwhelmed. Then I woke up and I was okay. And she doesn't buy it. She thinks something's happened. She doesn't buy it from the start, which is good. She's a good doctor, but doesn't make it out of the movie. <laughs> so back All right, at Peter, the... real one. No, not yet, not yet. Uh, back at the prison, the girls look through the crack in the door and they see a person in a dress. And they're like, oh, it's a woman. And there's, they hear a conversation. And they scream for help. And the person who opens it, it's Patricia. But it's... By the way, I hate, to, I hate to be that guy, but it broke the illusion a little. Because... At least on the effects I was hearing, the the voices were coming from different parts of the room. Yeah, maybe he could throw his voice. Yeah. Maybe he was running us. back. Well, Patricia is the, I guess, creepy grandma. <laughs> the strict yeah. grandma who... Nice? I think Patricia was the most disturbing of all the non, non-end ones. Not the one that he does at the end, but everything before that. Yeah, Patricia. Uh, I mean... Patricia definitely doesn't approve of her grandson uh, dating a black woman, and uh, probably used to spank, like overly spank uh, her son. Like, not just get the switch, but like here's a paddle, and I'll beat you until there's like blood breaks in your skin. That's what I imagine, Patricia. But it's also not a real grandma. But if she yeah. were. <clears throat> that's the type of grandma she would be, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he says, uh, well, Patricia, she, he, I don't know, says, he knows you're here, but he knows he's not allowed to touch you, referring to Dennis. And then in walks Dennis, who gives cleaning supplies, and he promises not to bother them while they're here. And uh, here's your... Uh, Here's your food. <laughs> but oh, he also calls them, like, sacred food. But he gives them food, too. Later that night, the girls are woken up by Hedwig, who's just watching them. Hedwig is nine years old, but he's a little slow. And Claire figures out, okay, this is multiple personalities. We need to try to work with this. This personality seems harmless. So she tries to take advantage of that. She says, Dennis, and then, well, Hedwig says, uh, or sorry, Claire says, Dennis and Patricia are uh, mad at you, uh, but you have to let us out. And Hedwig leaves. He doesn't buy this. He doesn't like people trying to mess with his mind. And then they start breaking the drywall on the ceiling. And they're like, oh, this is new. It's because he doesn't want us to see this. So Claire gets up into an air duct and escapes as Hedwig like hears all the noise. And he's like, what are you guys doing in there? Stop making all this noise. And I'm like, no, we're changing. Go away. And he finally gets in, and then he sees one of them's uh, missing, but it's actually Dennis who enters, not Hedwig. And Claire ends up in some big underground tunnel. He hides, She hides from Dennis in a locker, but he finds her right away and makes her take her shirt off because Dennis is a neat freak. Yes. And also a perv. <laughs> yes. And if I wanted some TNA in the film. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Not from Anna Taylor-Joy. She's too big of a star for that. Because the other yeah. one, Marsha, will end up taking her pants off later. Uh, 
So he takes her back and locks her in another room and makes Casey and Marsha strip. Well, I guess it's right here. And it's just, it's weird because Marsha's like in her underwear and a t-shirt and Casey's like, I think took off one layer of clothes, but she's like wearing an, an undershirt. So it's like, yeah, she's too big of a star for that. Exactly. So we cut to Dr. Fletcher, who's speaking via Skype at a conference about multiple personalities. And she thinks, this is where it gets a little sci-fi-ish, she thinks they've unlocked a bigger part of their brain. And because of all these things they can do, like one personality can be super strong and the other one's weak, one personality can be blind and the other one's not. And she's like, we need to figure out how to use that. So... And then they mention one personality, like, they're so strong they can climb a a, a wall like it was a, like a, 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 the side of a mountain, which I don't even know if rock climbers can do. That seems a little far-fetched, but this movie also isn't real, so. So Barry then visits her for an appointment, but it's not Barry, it's Dennis, and Dr. Fletcher knows this and says, now Dennis is banned from the light, which they called it the light. Whoever is the personality, that's the one who's taken the light. Says now, Dennis and Patricia are the undesirable personalities. They are banned from having the light because Dennis likes to watch little girls dance naked. It's just funny because she gave the reason. Like, Dennis is banned from the light. Dennis likes to watch little girls dance naked. Like, just the way she said it made it. It's funny, even though it's gross. But it's like, and then also Dennis did not try to help himself or something like uh, you tried. You didn't try very hard to change that. Dr. Fletcher says, yeah, they're both banned. Cut to Dr. Fletcher is looking at uh, security footage of her building with uh, security guard M. Night Shyamalan. Who enjoys... And they're eating hooters. Yeah, they're eating hooters. But she sees Dennis. Well, there's a bunch of trash in front of the building, and she sees Dennis walked through the trash on his way in. Something neat freak Barry would never do. Cut to a flashback of Casey's dad, who shot a deer. His brother toasts him. It's like, all right, our first kill. Happy family memories, right? Next morning, Patricia gives Marcia and Casey breakfast and even takes them to the kitchen. This is where Marcia pulls an old Seth Rollins and drills her with a chair from behind. But, uh, you know, it's not really a frail old grandmother. It's a healthy guy in his 20s so he no sells it chases her down locks her in another room next to uh claire and then dennis tells casey you'll all be kept separate and the, ba- the beast is coming for you and then dennis tells her to take off her shirt because she got a crumb on it then we uh cut to a flashback again casey's awake in her tent and just sees her uncle just oh, there he is God. he's just there that's all Uncle Howdy. Yeah. yeah, he's just hanging. I mean, they're all camping. Well, where was he supposed to be? So in the middle of the oh, night, that... we're not there yet. In the middle of the night, Hedwig is sleeping with Casey, and Hedwig and Casey kiss, and he says he likes listening to music, and uh, Kanye West is my main man. <laughs> Kanye West is my main man. <laughs> sure, they get along great. Yeah. Uh, is there a Nazi? personality in there anyway Casey says I want to see you dance in your room Hedwig's like ah you're trying to trick me because he said that his room is uh, 
or his music is next to a window. And Casey's like, oh, that's my key out. So Casey then tells him a secret. He says, listen, I get into trouble at school on purpose to get sent to detention to get away from people so I can be alone. So Hedwig's like, okay, I trust you. I, I'll, I'll show you your room, but, but later. So another emergency session with Dr. Fletcher. Fletcher says she went over uh, a work incident. Too, she's like, there was a work incident, and I think I went over it too fast. And what happened was uh, some high schoolers went up to you at your, at your job, which you don't know where he works, by the way, but it's a place where high schoolers would have a field trip. So it could be a museum, maybe. I don't know. And the high schoolers, they, these two girls, they grabbed your hands and they put them under your shirt. And he's like, oh, it's just a, just a prank. I didn't care. And he's like, no, no, I think that that really traumatized you. And uh, I think that Dennis and Patricia invented the beast to scare all the other personalities. And he can't really climb walls. And he doesn't have thick skin like a rhino. And he's like, uh, she says, is this, or she asks if this is Dennis. And he's like, yes, this is Dennis. I've switched. And then Dennis talks about that there is a beast. And when he takes control, and this is the point where I was distracted by what was going on outside. So I didn't take great notes. But <laughs> anyway, cut to Hedwig taking Casey to his room and dancing like a crazy person. And Casey's like, well, you said there was a window in your room. And it's actually just a drawing of a window. And you can flip it up and down and open and close. Oh, of horror on her face when she saw the drawing. I loved that. And she's like, yeah. he's like, you didn't think I was really going to take you to a real window, did you? And then Casey just is like, okay. She just begs Hedwig to let her leave. Yeah. And Hedwig's like, okay, I'll give you the CB. You can use it, but just listen. You can't say anything. And of course, she tries. She talks to someone who's like, hey, it's just a prank. Oh, what? <laughs> Who is this? What? Huh? Yeah, he just I don't thinks... watch the news, guys. That took me out of it a little bit. She gave her name. Yeah, that was a little strange. I, I would have preferred if it was like someone who only spoke Spanish or something different than just like dumb redneck who doesn't speak English. Because it's like they're in Philadelphia in the middle of the city. You can only have a certain radius. How many dumb rednecks are in Philadelphia? I don't maybe a lot. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, the one person like, I don't listen to the news. So I guess if you're still using a CB in 2017, maybe you're a redneck. Well, okay, like, knowing what we know, having seen the end of the movie, it makes even less sense because it's got to be someone that is at this place, you know, works at this place. So, I mean, I don't That's know. That's true. Like I guess I would have preferred just someone who spoke Spanish or something like that. You know, yeah. may, maybe that would that would make sense, so... Anyway, Hedwig turns into Dennis, and Dennis takes back the CB, puts her in a closet, and says the beast is coming, and he's the highest form of human evolution. Then we cut to our final flashback. Actually, our, our second to last. Our, ne- our final Casey flashback. Yeah. So, this is No, no, we... no. Yeah, one more after this as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Casey's in the woods with her, uh, with her uncle... Her dad's gone somewhere, yeah. and Casey's uncle's like, hey, Casey, let's play a game where we pretend like we're animals. And at this point in the theater, I still remember it. You could hear the audience like, uh, uh, don't go there. 
And then Casey walks around the corner, this big rock, and the uncle's there in his pants with no shirt, howling like a wolf. And the audience was just like, oh, no. And before I go on, I actually have to give credit to the actor who I think we discussed was actually dead. Um, What was his name? Yeah, he died two months ago. Um, Where is he on this? Um, Something Hanks or Hank or something like that. Last name. Looking this up right now. Yeah, I don't see him on this. Marshall. He was Brad. The what is it? Hinkey. Brad William Hinkey. Hinkey, okay. Okay. Oh, there he is. Yeah, John Cook. Yeah, passed away. Oh, he's a former football player. Yeah, he passed away he in November a, of 2022. Yeah, a strength yeah. and conditioning guy on that movie draft day with the Browns. Yeah. Okay. He played one he year. He's the guy working out with the quarterback. Hey, played one year in Denver. Oh, man, I knew I... Okay, yeah, he was in the Stand reboot on Paramount Plus that sucked. Anyway, I'll give him credit because, like, this reminds me... Do you remember when uh, Ray Rice got suspended, like, two games for hitting his wife, and then the video leaked, and then Roger Goodell's like, oh, that's terrible, eight games or whatever it was. And then it turned into eight years. Yeah, well, he wasn't very good either at the end there. But um, it was... the. It was funny, well, not funny, but I remember someone on ESPN was like, why did the video matter? Like, Roger, what did you think domestic abuse looked like? Right. And to put that with this movie, it's like, you know that there are kids that get raped. It happens daily. It's unfortunate, but it happens. You see it in the news all the time. Jared from Subway, who was uh, mentioned on the podcast when I got my photo with him before I knew he was a chomo. Otherwise, I'd have beat him to death with a sub. But, uh, it's like, what do you, other than like, um, you know, Chris Hansen with the, you can, I mean, that show where they would show like the chat logs, which were gross, but like, what do you think child molestation looks like? And it's like, it probably kind of looks like this, where the adult tries to play like a kid, but like, not how kids play, like, taking it way beyond and it's super creepy and then the fact that he makes her feel guilty about it afterward it was a very gross and disturbing scene but Mm. it was well done honestly it it was more disturbing than anything that the beast did yeah exactly i mean it was you know well done in that it was good filmmaking like it wasn't like oh i enjoyed that scene like it was well portrayed. Yes, yes. But yes, uh, Casey then, she, well, the uncle's like, come on, animals don't wear clothes. And it's like, ugh. Um, yeah. But again, it's like, that's probably how a lot of it goes down. Like, that was probably an accurate portrayal. So yeah. then Casey walks off. She comes back. she got a shotgun. And this is where uh, the uncle makes her feel bad. He takes the gun. And he's like, you're going to get in a lot of trouble. I'm going to tell your dad you were mean. And it's like, again, that's probably a lot of what goes into it, like victim blaming. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It was all well well portrayed, even though it was uh, gross, but it's an unfortunate reality. They probably did some research on it to make that scene. Yeah. Then we cut to Dr. Fletcher, who's got like a dozen emails from Barry saying we need you. Yeah. <laughs> all within like a 20-minute time span. 
Yeah, so Fletcher goes to Kevin's work. We don't really see what it is, but it's just a big gate out front. And uh, Dennis is there locking up. It looks like, well, and then uh, Dennis tells her, look, look, the beast is real. Fletcher's like, well, I'm very interested, and uh, I want to document all this tomorrow, and we'll we'll go in and have our session. Uh, but first, let me uh, let me just use the bathroom before I leave. And she shoves like a scarf inside the uh, I don't know what that's called, the door hinge, not the door hinge, but the um, the little hole in your door frame that in the door and doorknob. I don't know. Turns into yeah. So she puts like a little scarf in there so it can't lock. She's smart. And she walks downstairs and she opens one of the doors and finds Claire and Claire's just like, help me. And Dennis comes down. Dr. Fletcher pleads with Dennis. She's like, you gotta let these girls go and blah blah blah. And then he just hits her with the chloroform spray. Yeah. Dennis then leaves to buy flowers. You know, leaves them at a train platform. I don't understand what the point of that was, but okay. Meanwhile, Marsha tries to open the door with a coat hanger. Casey finds an old computer. There's no internet, but it does have saved videos from all of Kevin's personalities. But back at the train, uh, Kevin turns into the beast in a uh, it's a pretty cool scene. He just he's in an empty car, and uh, James McAvoy just ripped and uh, yeah. Just running around like a beast. Yeah. But he's way more jacked than Kevin and vainier. And he finds Dr. Fletcher and then bear hugs her to death. I like that part. Crush dead, man. Yeah. Yeah. Back to like the... that's when you and they're throwing they're completely throwing reality out of the window here. Like, okay. Yeah. Crushed crush her like Brock Lesnar crushing Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or uh, the giant in the Yeti crushing Hogan. Good. Or like Brock Purdy <laughs> crushing the Bucks in the regular yeah. season. Yeah. Or like Caleb crushing. I don't know. Come on, you're out of Make a uh, fat joke. Come on, man. They don't apply anymore, but go ahead. No, I wasn't going to make a fat joke. I was going to make a female joke, but I didn't want to use uh, the girl's name that you went out with a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah don't, don't also, do that. You also, gotta, I. We also, to protect the innocent. Also, I forgot it. <laughs> Good. Uh, anyway, oh yeah, back in the closet, Casey sees where uh, Barry hid the key. She's watching one of the videos, and Barry put the key on the coat hanger under a coat. She finds it, opens the door. That was a little convenient, I thought, but... Yeah. Oh well. Uh, she goes to free Marsha, but Marsha's dead. And then she goes to free Claire, but Claire's being eaten by the beast. Yeah. Uh, Casey runs off to a room and sees Kevin's name on a piece of paper, Kevin Wendell Crumb. And when the beast walks in, she just keeps yelling his name, and the beast leaves, and then Kevin walks in. This is our first Kevin appearance. And he gets like a flashback of him hiding under his bed as his mom yells his name with an unfolded coat hanger. So we kind of understand. I would like to see more Kevin flashbacks, but we at least get this, so it's like, okay... This gives you a little glimpse into his past and why he's got, you know, 24 personalities. We'll tease. Yeah. Into yeah. It. So Kevin tells Casey, like, hey, just kill me. Here's where the shotgun is. There's where the bullets are. And uh, Kevin at least seems normal out of all of them. But then he uh, he's cut off by another personality, 
multiple of them. And then he finally just settles on Patricia. And he warns uh, Casey that the beast is coming. Casey gets away, runs to where Kevin said where the bullets are. As uh, Patricia turns back into the beast, quick flashback where Casey's dad died from a heart attack and her uncle will raise her. Uh-oh. So. Yeah. We can surmise that uh, she was molested multiple times. Yep. Yeah, that's a fair um... Back in the tunnel, Casey is cornered by the beast who keeps, like, punching out the lights. And Casey locks herself inside of a cell. She shoots the beast twice, but it doesn't kill him because he got that rhino skin. And, in fact, he bends the bars and looks at Casey's chest and stomach because she had taken her shirt off for some reason. Um... I forget why. It was something. The plot. Yeah. No, there was a reason. Um, but anyway. Uh, but she had like a sports bra on, and he looks at her chest and stomach and sees all of her ca- uh, scars from her self harm. And he says, Ah, you're different. You're not like those other two. Your heart is pure. The broken are the more evolved. Rejoice. And then he just leaves. Which. Normally, I would think would be a letdown, but it's not, as we will see later. Yeah. The next day... But it, also, like, it subverts expectations because it's like, okay, this would be a letdown. Yeah, like that was lame. But we, we remember feeling the same way at the end of Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. When well, it was next... just like, oh, yeah, Mr. Glass got arrested. <laughs> yeah, the next day a worker comes in and sees Casey in the cell and opens it up to let her out. They walk out, and Casey sees that this whole time they were underneath the zoo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes sense. That's where a field trip would go. So, And the police are called. They raid the area, the Kevin's home, the maintenance area. The police tells Casey, hey, your uncle's here. You ready to go? And Casey looks at the cop. And we get the impression that she turned her uncle in based on okay. that. Yeah. That was what I surmised. So. Me too. Let me cut to the beast who's patching up his wounds. And Hedwig's like, this is so cool. And he asks, what should we do next? And then Dennis is like, well, we should show the world who we are. Then we cut to a diner. People are watching this story on the news. And some woman's like, wow, this story's familiar. It's like that guy in the wheelchair they arrested 15 years ago. Who was that? Pan over to Bruce Willis, who just says, Mr. Glass. Mr. Ass. No. Mr. Glass. The end. What do you think of that ending? What was your reaction when you first saw it? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because it just unexpected. It's like, oh, man, that, this is all tied together. You didn't see it coming. I liked it better I... than the uh, Unbreakable ending, because Unbreakable yeah. ending, like... Mr. Think about it. Mr. Glass's plan was he's gonna find this. Like I liked him being the villain the whole time. That was a good twist. But like, my plan is cause these horrible accidents to kill hundreds of people, and whoever comes out of him unscathed, that's the superhero I'm looking for. It's like, but like Philadelphia has like millions of people that live there. And even if you pull off something as horrific as 9-11, that kills 3,000 people, which is a lot, but out of 2 million, that's really not. So this plan sucks. Also, he was just immediately arrested. 
So yeah. I didn't think that ending. I, I, him being the bad guy was good. The way his plan was stupid. But this all turning out to be a villain origin story for Bruce Willis's character, that was good. That was a very well done ending, and that got uh, audible gasps from the audience. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that too. So, even the two people that wouldn't shut up actually uh, were speechless. Any, anybody that had seen Unbreakable knew immediately what what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. in the position of having not seen Unbreakable, so I did not get as much out of it as my brother did, who like was marking out like right beside me. Yeah, it's all part of the uh, Shyamalan-verse. Yes. All right, time to grade. This was this was awesome, man. And the performances from Anya Taylor-Joy and James McAvoy, amazing. Just amazing. A very well-written story. Um, you know, 99% of this made sense. The... The stuff with the walkie was a bit much, but at the same time, it's like, how would you necessarily respond if someone's like, hey, my name's so-and-so and I've been kidnapped, blah, blah, blah. Like, if I just randomly heard that one day at work, I might be a little bit shocked as well, but I would definitely vet the situation. So yeah. that's where it loses points for me, but I mean, just the, the solid acting and the really well-written story, uh, this is a well-earned eight and a half out of ten this one <clears throat> yeah i more or less agree with what you said um i don't really have too many negatives honestly it's a well-written story and it's i kind of like self-contained stories which what 85 90 percent of this movie is pretty self-contained i kind of like those kind of kind of stories being told yeah. they're sim- simple it's not a hard watch at all it goes by pretty quick um McAvoy, it's the it's my favorite anything James McAvoy's ever done. So if I was just grading on him, I'd probably give it a ten. Uh, I'm more along the lines of Caleb though. I'd probably give it between an eight and eight and a half, and I'd, I'll notch it to eight and a half just based on McAvoy's acting. All right. Well, we do have a score, Gami. I'll go eight and a half yes. as well. Yeah, this was um, like I said, not a lot to complain about. It was a great thriller. It had a really good twist ending. These are the good twist endings that M. Night Shyamalan does. The fact that, like, oh, it was the plants the whole time. That sucks. So, um, <laughs> the twist ending, I mean, it's a hit and miss, but uh, this one was a hit. And, uh, yeah, it kept the old girl up for three straight days, so it must have been doing something right. Although, that's still bizarre to me. Of all the scary movies, like, this was the one. <laughs> this isn't even... It's Patricia creepy. It. It's not Patricia really. Did it. I guess. I don't know. What is your? What is the scariest movie you've ever seen? I guess not that it would ever keep you up for three straight days, but. Uh, well, um, if, I, if I go context. On that, like, go ahead, Caleb. Like how? Okay, so are we talking like how we felt at the time when we watched it? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Sure. Say, yeah. Okay, I was like. 13 when I first watched The Exorcist and that scared the daylights out of me, man. For me, um, when I was a kid, Nightmare on Elm Street did it when I was a kid. For one, growing up in the 80s, um, I actually, my first house as a kid was on Elm Street <laughs> and the TV show was also out back then and I, that used to be on TV at nighttime. 
So I got it from all angles, and I don't know. He just scared me as a kid a lot. Um, I love the movies now, but yeah. If I'm going by based on yeah. adult, um, I wouldn't say it scared me, but the most scary in theater experience is probably Sinister. I remember Morgan going with me to that, and it scared the shit out of her. Like that's the girliest she's ever acted in a, in a movie theater with me. Like she was literally grabbing at my arm and trying to hide her head and being like super extra. It's like, okay, this really did a number on her. <laughs> yeah, I would say Sinister as well. Uh, <laughs> there we go. It was, uh, it didn't do the jump scares, which I, I hate jump scares. They're so cheap. Uh, yeah. This was more just uncomfortable imagery. <laughs> and, uh-huh. uh, yeah. It yeah. just gave you the uneasy uh-huh. feeling. Yeah. The first time he shows up in that pool scene, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I... I've never seen the sequel. I wanted to, then I heard it was just absolutely terrible. So that it's, was di- that's disappointing. Bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's, You're not missing nothing. I heard like the kids kill him or like take over or something stupid. I'm, like, eh, I'm out. <laughs> I've seen it a couple times. Yeah, it's nowhere near as good as the first one. Yeah. Well, we mentioned it earlier. Next week, either Prime or HBO, doing something a little different. It's the Lego yep. Batman movie. Yep. Hey, by the way, this comes out on January 26th. This episode we just uh, are released, or pardon me, the movie we just reviewed, this episode drops on January 26th. So probably the closest we've ever gotten to the anniversary date, you know, for the release date of the episode as well. I noticed that too. Just, just a funny little tidbit there. Of course, you originally thought this came out in September 2016, but, you know, whatever. Well, that's one of the ones listed because it was a what was a film festival deal. Yeah, some film fest. Um, but yeah, Lego Batman movie next week. Um, I know we've got a cast of Will Arnett, Michael Sarah, and Zach Galifianakis as the Joker. Hmm, so, we get Rosario Dawson. Okay, interesting. My, uh, long time Ed Man crush. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Still is. Still is. Yeah. Right, yeah. Guys, I actually just bought Pearl on Blu-ray, nice. for what it's worth. Yeah. Enjoy, um, enjoy. But I don't know what that is, so. It's like a horror wow. Movie. Oh. Yeah, I, I would say Ed, Ed, man, I got two movies for you to watch, bud. So they have X and they have Pearl, which is a prequel to X. Yes. Never heard of either I, one. They're uh, A24 movies. They both came out 2022, I believe, both of them. Yes, and they are both directed by Ty West, and he is a modern day master of horror. They got a third one coming too. Yep, they sure do. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. What's that one called? Um, Maxine. It was three X's, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you have All a right, quote right. for this? I'm going to quote Hedwig, and I'm going to do my best list. I not, the quote, not the Kanye quote. Not the Kanye. No, dude. No. I got you, man. Oh, yeah. Can we cancel no, Hedwig I, now? I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Hedwig is canceled. On top Good. of aiding and abetting kidnapping uh, teenage girls, which is also <laughs> Kanye West. Um, anyway, I'm going to do my best lisp. I haven't had one for 17 years now, so it's going to be an effort. But, you know, we'll see what we can do here. <laughs> Are you trying to trick me, et cetera? I'll tell on you.
Can I do? 